the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. Good evening, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another edition of The Advocate. Thank you so much for joining us this August Sunday evening. Uh, Tonight, uh, in our second half, we're going to be talking to one of our lawyers from Phillips & Lilly, John McCarty. Uh, And he's a uh, lawyer who focuses on domestic relations, family law. And we're going to talk about children and talk about uh, children and custody and uh, what it costs to do that and how to pay that. So you want to hear that. In our first half of the show here at 8 o'clock, we're going to have uh, our our monthly report from the state of Ohio and down at the legislature in Columbus with Dave Greenspan. State Representative Dave Greenspan is with us tonight. Dave, thank you for joining us. Are you there, David? I I am here now. Now you're here. Okay, glad we got you. So uh, in in any event, uh, month of August, boy, has uh, time flown by. Next month's going to be September already. And uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, tell me uh, what what's been happening uh, at least at the state level. I know there are a number of topics that we're following, and you, as you mentioned, it may be summer, but there's still work that goes on uh, during the the summer months before you're you're back into session. So what's up? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I mean traditionally. Um, you know, we, we recess for the summer. And as I've said in the past, you know, recess doesn't mean that, you know, we, we, you know, depart from Columbus and, and don't do any, any work. What that means simply is we generally are not in session or have committee work. And by and large, um, you know, August has reflected that July we were in session twice. Uh, the house was, uh, once to vote out the, the operating budget, the workers comp budget. And then secondarily, uh, we came back, um, to vote on the um, House Bill Six, the the um, the energy bill, um, but then unfortunately we had the issues and circumstances uh, of Dayton that that happened, which has caused a lot of us to spend time working on legislative matters. Um, some of which have been new to some, and some like myself, I've been working on uh, for a number of months a, a mental health and deadly weapons piece of legislation which um, obviously is very topical right now, and we plan on introducing something uh, in, in, very shortly. Uh, I, I am lining up um, spon- uh, co-sponsors for the legislation now, and we believe that we'll be successful in at least identifying how we can address this issue, um, You know, whether it was the Dayton issue or the, or the issue in El Paso or the other issues that we've been facing throughout our nation as we talk about mental health and we talk about mental health as it relates to to deadly weapons and folks that act out towards uh, towards innocent people. Well, let, so let, this, me, let me ask about that yeah. with regard to mental health, because I think everybody agrees that uh, the people who have weapons, who have mental health issues, and they go on rampages shooting people. Yeah. Uh, right. the, the idea is, is to get the government involved to stop that from happening, uh, to right. keep people who are likely to shoot people uh, from having, having weapons, especially military-style weapons. Are there any, but the people I've been talking to, they they don't have a solution. Is there any theme as far as, you know, how broad are we going to start 
looking at the mental health of the residents of the state of Ohio and rating them or do something like that? Well, yeah, and, and that's a good point. And, you know, the issue comes down and there are, no, there are a number of, of, of Ohio legislators, you know, state representatives and state senators that have already introduced and are proposing legislation to deal with, with the deadly weapon aspect of, of firearms or other types of deadly weapons. You know, oftentimes we, we specifically view a, a deadly weapon or, or we see in these attacks, primarily they are with firearms, but we're seeing unfortunately a number of incidences we saw in, in, in Boston, you know, insofar as a domestic terrorist attack where, you know, pressure cooker was used and, and other, other types of weapons are being used. So there are a number of members uh, in, in, in the state legislature that are working on various pieces of legislation and we'll see how those, how those um, take shape. It's also raised the consciousness at the federal level and we're seeing a number of members, Republicans and Democrats. This is not, not a, a partisan issue here. Republicans and Democrats coming forward with with various proposals and we'll, those all will be both in columbus and in washington you know vetted you know very thoroughly especially when you start talking about these types of issues as relate to the weapons themselves what 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 i've been trying to identify and working with is is how is it that we're able to provide due process in dealing with those with mental health issues to ensure that these types of activities are properly vetted are these individuals in advance and in anticipation of preventing these types of, mm-hmm. of activities from happening? And and those are the discussions that I've been having um, with both mental health professionals and law enforcement individuals and and constitutional folks as to how how is it that we can strike a balance in order to provide the appropriate protections um, that we need in order to protect our citizenry and at the same time, um, you know, preserve and protect you know individuals' rights. Um, whether they be mental health, mental health rights or, uh, or others. And, and it's, it's, it's a tough balancing act. It's one of, it's one of, and especially now that we've had an incident here on Ohio soil, it's one that, that strikes home to a lot of people. It's one now that has struck, you know, very close to us. I don't care if you live in Dayton or if you live in, in, in Ashtabula. This is, this has now become, um, of late a very, a, a very, um, very contemporary issue and one that that's on our soils just like we had chardon you know years ago so we need to be very vigilant i think what you're going to see when we come back in the session here in the next few weeks and we're scheduled to come back um i I believe the date is is the second week in september committee hearings are going to start the first or our our schedule starts first and second week in september and i would say between now and then we're going to see a number of proposals including one from the administration or from the governor and his staff and i know they're working very diligently I'm putting a proposal together, and the governor, uh, in, in, in swift response to the actions, um, came up with his concept of a 17-point plan. And, and from a legislative perspective, we're going to take a look at it and, and evaluate it. And I do believe, I feel pretty comfortable in saying that that this issue is 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 very important to us, and we will come up with with a proposal. Um, or a number of proposals and maybe come together into an omnibus bill that will address this issue so that we don't have to deal with this type of situation again. Um, I, I will say that there, there is, there is a lot of work that we can do here at the state level, but there's also a significant amount of work that we need our federal partners to work with us on. And I know that a number of us have already reached out to our, 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 our congressmen or our senators to, to see what we can do, uh, to work with them. To address some of these issues, because some of these issues are just more more than just just a state issue, a, a state issue. It is a multi-state issue and a national issue. Well, I hear a lot that, uh, of course, 
the the problems are the shooters that are are stepping forward and, and doing these mass shootings. And I was wondering whether, since you're at, at the focal point of, of hearing about the different proposals, are there one or two uh, proposed leading plans that sort of make sense? And, and what I'm getting at is that we don't want to have, I, I think, a red flag system <clears throat> where anyone can call in anonymously and turn in uh, anybody's name who are now on a watch list. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and that's where when, when we talk about providing, providing, you know, a... a a, a protocol that that is respectful of of not only protecting the safety of of all, but also at the same time protecting um, individual rights of as as you're speaking. And and there there are there are some ideas. The governor's proposal uh, is working towards a, a solution, or at least a proposal, I should say, not a solution, a proposal whereby there is due process. As is, it's a little premature for me to talk specifically about this piece of legislation that I'm working on, but I can tell you. Then in the piece of legislation I'm working on, there there are three levels of due process that that are are outlined in where we're going with our piece of legislation as we address this issue to ensure that we don't have um, you know um, that, that we have proper protocols in place and not an abusive protocol in place. So I know that's what I'm working on. We've got other members that are focused on the firearm side of things, and, and you know it, it, it's unfortunate we talk about the situation in Dayton and and that individual did pass a background check. He did purchase the handgun itself, which was the genesis of the weapon that was used legally. What, 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 what you can't protect or, or prevent is he took a, a, a barrel off a rifle and attached it to this handgun. He modified the triggering mechanism to make it automatic when it was never intended to be such. He put a stock on it. Somehow he was able to purchase a 100-round magazine, um, you know, presumably off the Internet, and and fashion this weapon that was became illegal and everything that he did except legally purchase it with the current background checks in place modified a weapon and created this this hugely this hugely deadly weapon and so you know we have to look beyond just you know the the, the traditional discussion of assault weapons if somebody is is really intent on on harming others he or she will find a mechanism and a way to do it well so true. A thorny problem. I, I don't know what the answer or the solution is going to be, but probably have some element in it of something we've heard about in law enforcement a lot, and that is if the individual sees something, say something, because it's going to go down to the individual level sooner or later. So we're going to take a short break. We're talking to State Representative Dave Greenspan, uh, updating us on what's going on in Columbus here in August. And we're going to be back after these words, so don't go away. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Advocate. We'll be right back. The product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips and Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. 
Phillips and Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. You've earned the opportunity to enjoy a leisurely lunch as you sail down a European river enjoying spectacular views and the finest cuisine Portugal has to offer. Even better, you'll move on to Spain and experience the rich heritage of this country. Explore the early influences of ancient Rome. And, since this is a culinary tour, see if their food can surpass the bar that the Portuguese have set for you. And yet, your adventure has not ended as you will travel to the land of poets, the Emerald Isle. You will see why Johnny Cash sang about Ireland's 40 Shades of Green. More than a tour, an experience worthy of any bucket list. Check out your itinerary on Facebook, Culinary Tour with Jerry Quinn, or go to ChristianExpedition.com. A five-star experience at a three-star price. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. Please call The Advocate with your questions or comments at News Talk 1420 WHK at 888-281-1110. That's 888-281-1110 or locally 216-901-0945. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. Uh, as always, we uh, try to find out what's going on in Columbus in our state government, and we're so pleased to have with us State Representative Dave Greenspan. Dave, thank you for joining us again. Oh, thank you. Uh, we talked about thank the we talked about the gun, uh, I guess, initiative going on, and we'll, we'll stay in right. touch with that. 
uh, as it develops. But uh, what else is going on in Columbus uh, this summer that uh, September will will catch some news, I guess, in developments? Well, you, you and I have been doing this show, I think, for going on just about nine years now. And I know <laughs> I think so. two questions you, you always ask me, especially when I'm in Columbus, how are revenues how are and revenues, revenues yeah. in the Revenues in the state continue to 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 be to be strong. Uh, the state has done a very good job in controlling its expenditures, which is which has led to surpluses as we've seen over the last couple of years. And things are moving, can continue to move in that direction. Uh, unemployment numbers for the state just came out, and we've we've been able to maintain a low unemployment rate of four percent, which is the lowest rate it's been in a long time. And we're continuing to maintain that low unemployment rate, which means. That we have a lot of Ohioans that that are those who are seeking work are able to find work. Uh, we now, just like others other states, and I'm on the uh, representative Cup and I are on the executive committee for the Council of State Governments Midwest Region, and we had a conference recently. And I also am fortunate to co-chair the Economic Development Committee with uh, Senator out of Nebraska, and our vice chair is a senator as a state representative out of Indiana. And we went around the table, and we had it's basically 11 states and now five Canadian provinces, and we talk about our economic out, outlook and our opportunities. And, and Ohio is, is, is one of the, has one of the lowest unemployment rates of, of the, that group that I mentioned, the 11 states and the five Canadian provinces. And we're all facing the same challenges, skilled and competent uh, and, and a workforce that can pass a drug test and show up to work every day. And our our challenges are no different than theirs. We're finding that we're competing for some of the same workers. One of the things, or a few things that I was able to share with them that we were able to pass in our last budget was was our um, we put a freeze on the cost of higher education, which other states have not done. Uh, we've also invested more money in public school education uh, in Ohio uh, than than other states are doing. But more importantly, we're working on micro pro, micro um, certificates whereby we're able to, in a short period of time, uh, have a have programs in place that meet the in-demand jobs that our employers are seeking. And we believe with this that we'll be able to um, not only hopefully lower our unemployment rate, put more of these people that are looking for jobs in jobs, but also enhance the employer's uh, ability to find job seekers in Ohio that meet the, the demands they need so that they'll be able to continue to bring jobs to our state. So we're working closely with that. We're working on that front. I will say that Representative Corrales out of the Dayton area is a retired Air Force major, and he has taken tremendous strides in working with the military community. And although in the eastern part of the state we may not think that we have a large military presence, uh, but we do. We actually, uh, in Cleveland, uh, host the uh, Coast Guard uh, uh, Great Lakes Regional Office. is headquartered here, and we have a significant amount of Coast Guard personnel that live and work in Northeast Ohio. And what we're trying to do there is, is and, and, and these folks, as we know, are transient because of their, their duty and that they relocate every few years. And, and oftentimes the spouses come into the state with a certification from another state. Um, and by the time it takes for them to become certified in whatever that profession is, they're being transferred to another location and they don't have an opportunity to seek employment. And so these, 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 this enhanced military certification process is ho- hopefully going to expedite that process so that we can help those who come to, who come to Ohio in a military, as, in the, as a military family to be able to work in their chosen profession 
uh, by seeking the certification, obtaining the certifications they need. So we're doing a lot of things that other states aren't doing, which is helping us attract and retain uh, employers and employees, which uh, really when we were explaining this, and as I was explaining this to the other um, other representatives and senators from the 11 states and, and five Canadian provinces, they were very impressed with what we were doing here in Ohio to be on the front end of employment and, tra- and job training mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and education. With, with certifications, what would be some examples of the kinds of jobs that uh, could be made available to military family members? Well, we have, we have a lot of folks that come in in, in healthcare professions. We have a lot of folks that come in, in educational professions that that are are looking to continue in that same in their same field but are challenged because our certification process um, may take a little longer than they either have here or by the time they complete it they're not able to really spend a significant amount of time in Ohio in that field so it, it, it runs the gamut from from um, from a number of different industries and I believe one of the, the qualifying criteria, is that if, if the certification in another state meets the criteria of Ohio, then that the certification shall be offered. If there are a few certifications that Ohio has, other states don't, those are the only the certifications they need to, to obtain. So if some, if, if, if Ohio has 10 qualifications, another state has eight, then we're not requiring that person to go get all 10. They just have to get the two that Please call The Advocate with your questions or comments at News Talk 1420 WHK at 888-281-1110. That's 888-281-1110. Above us, the desires to enjoy and to share. Well, so, so, so true. Well, and we, we call that noise, by the way, that resonates through your ribcage, uh, the sound of freedom, if you want to know what that's all about. Okay. And uh, there, there was never a better description. There, there's, oh, thank you. There. There, there's another uh, element about aviation and flying and airplanes is that there's this sort of so okay what uh, what we want to do uh, also is uh, offer a set of tickets for anyone who's listening would like to give us a call call us here at WHK at 216-901-0945 to claim your tickets uh, 216 Nick, if I call the number can I qualify for the ticket Yes, uh, you'll be able to get in uh, as you always do. Uh, when you come, when you come to the air show, be sure to you know go out towards stage center and, and check out Danny. He's been a fixture here in Cleveland for years. And Danny, what I was going to say is that there's a uh, another element of aviation, and it's sort of a romantic element that uh, there's so many people who pay attention to aviation because they're just sort of emotionally hooked on the whole concept of flight. And uh, I, I think sometimes we forget that. There are young people out there who are still getting hooked on aviation. And I have one example. In Seattle, Washington, I have my three-year-old grandson who loves airplanes and everything aviation. And his father takes him out to Boeing Field to the aviation or the History of Flight Museum. And they go out there sometimes two to three times a week, which sounds kind of ridiculous, but he ins- the three-year-old insists on it. So... You, you, you listening out there may have some young children in the, <laughs> that same boat. It's a great thing to come out to the air show. Yes, it is. And, and Nick, as I go through the description and the bios 
of our military and civilian pilots, our tactical solo military pilots, and our award-winning top civilian air show stars. Their bios, their biography, read somewhat parallel, with the exception of a couple of spaces. And it's, it's so typical, this is what it reads like. I was taken to an air show at age blank, usually 8, 9, or 10, by my blank, uncle, father, brother, friend, and I saw blank flying in the air show. Civilian military pilot. And at that day, at that young age, I knew what I was going to do, not what I wanted to do, but what I had to do. And those kids that went to air shows became military tactical fighter pilots that were demo pilots in uh, at air shows and they were the top civilian performers in our business today so we inspire kids we give them direction that they might not have had we introduce them to things they haven't seen before and i i was a kid floundering at an early age until uh, my uncle and other people introduced me to aviation and to air shows and that bolt of lightning that hits your brain when you know this is what I'm going to do, not want to do, but I will have to do it. It will be my passion. So we're very proud of that in the air show business, that we inspire youngsters to become the examples of the next group of youngsters. And That's right. Uh, yeah, it is inspirational. It is uh, unique to air shows because you can't see that type of flying anywhere else and and we create passions and we create careers for people. Well, and, and we know that we need a lot of airline pilots in the next 10 to <laughs> 15 years. So, uh, we not only need a lot of airline pilots, <laughs> we need a lot of corporate pilots, and we need a lot of military pilots. So I've got to tell you, never in my lifetime, Colonel, did I ever guess that there would be a demand for pilots. If you ever wanted to fly... This is the greatest time that I can ever know in my lifetime to be able to get your qualifications and get to the job that you want, whether it's civilian military, civilian corporate flying, civilian airline flying, or all the other aspects. Now is the time. The opportunities are there, and also the pay scale is there as well. What a voice. Listening to Danny Clisham, the voice of the Cleveland National Air Show. And we're going to see you uh, next weekend, Labor Day weekend in Cleveland, Danny. I wouldn't miss it for the world. I'm uh, very fortunate to be able to do what a lot of my colleagues want to do, and is to be at Cleveland in September because uh, we know our history. And it was the age of the Barnstormers and Speed Kings in the 1920s and 1930s that put Cleveland on the map. It was what, uh, to aviation, the fastest men and women in the world, in terms of speed, were civilians. And it, Cleveland was uh, Daytona Beach. What Daytona Beach is to NASCAR and what Indianapolis is to IndyCar racing, Cleveland was the home of the Speed King. And no, they weren't military. They were civilian innovators the fastest men and women in the world. Well, we're going to see the need for speed at the Cleveland Air Show. <laughs> Danny, thank you so very much for joining us tonight. Colonel Nick Phillips, it's always a pleasure. I hope to see you uh, next weekend at Cleveland, and I urge all of your great uh, listeners to come out 
and have the greatest time under the sun that you possibly can. Bring the entire family, see things, get up close to uh, things you can't do because of high airport security. We throw all that away at an air show up close and in person. Meet the stars, meet the military members, get on board some of the aircraft, civilian and military. Bring the entire family and have the time of your life. As we say in the Air Force, roger that. Thank you, Danny, so much. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select insurance for your insurance needs. You've earned the opportunity to enjoy a leisurely lunch as you sail down a European river enjoying spectacular views and the finest cuisine Portugal has to offer. Even better, you'll move on to Spain and experience the rich heritage of this country. Explore the early influences of ancient Rome. And, since this is a culinary tour, see if their food can surpass the bar that the Portuguese have set for you. And yet, your adventure has not ended, as you will travel to the land of poets, the Emerald Isle. You will see why Johnny Cash sang about Ireland's 40 Shades of Green. More than a tour, an experience worthy of any bucket list. Check out your itinerary on Facebook, Culinary Tour with Jerry Quinn, or go to ChristianExpedition.com. A five-star experience at a three-star price. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Welcome back to Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. Tonight in the next couple of segments, we're going to be talking about your driver's license and uh, dealing with the State Bureau of Motor Vehicles. There's some changes coming, and we're going to talk about those tonight with uh, Deputy Registrar Aldo Filippelli. Aldo, thank you for joining us tonight. 
Good evening, Nick. How, how are you doing this evening? Doing great, doing great. It's uh, the summer is flying by already. It really, really is, and I just want to say thank you very much for having this program and making a difference in our community and really reaching out to our community and educating them on the important topics that we deal with day in and day out. So thank you very much. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you. Uh, you know, We try to uh, do things that are educational. At least people listen and they learn something. And uh, I found out that's why people listen to this program. And uh, tonight's no exception. They're going to learn about uh, our driver's licenses and uh, some changes that are coming up. Let, let's start right into that. I think mm-hmm. most people listening here they're over 16 and have a driver's <laughs> license, there are some changes that mm-hmm. are coming into effect, uh, and many of us don't know what they are unless you've just renewed your license and found out what what's happening here, what's new. Well, well thank you very much for this opportunity, Nick, to really share with our public uh, the changes with a driver's license. Uh, let's first begin why this change is taking place and how it, it became. Uh, this is a result of 9-11. And in the wake of 9-11, the federal government put together something called the Patriot Act. Uh, within the Patriot Act, it has asked the states to recertify individuals who have credentials or driver's licenses or identification cards. Uh, so from that standpoint is when we began as a state to find the proper credentials, proper security features to install in our licenses to ensure that we were in compliance. Uh, We took many, many years to go through it, and finally by 2018, we met the standards of what needs to be done and what type of security features need to be on a driver's license. What are those features that need to be on that we haven't had before? What's new? Well, there are many features on the license, and I really don't want to say too much about what those features are. Or just what we would notice, not the secret security uh, stuff, of course. The, the simple things, if you look at your new driver's license, you'll see that the picture or the image on the picture mm-hmm. is not an actual picture. It's a sketch. Uh, so any type of movement on it will definitely change or definitely change the image of it. Also, within the uh, look of the card, you'll see that your signatures at a different place. You also will see that different holograms within the card will have different features within it that have security features from it. Uh, Also, information about yourself will be scattered throughout the card. Uh, So this way it makes it very difficult to duplicate it, while at the same time frame it becomes a very secure documentation. So it shouldn't be subject to like Photoshop copying and Correct. Dropping a picture and making a false ID. Correct. Like they used to back in the 1970s and 80s when we used to have the Polaroid cards and the Polaroid driver's licenses and they used to take a picture and try to what shave out the machine. picture. Yeah. Exactly. Now, this is very a complex card. It has a lot of major security features, put a lot of time and research into it mm-hmm. to make sure that it's... A, a, It's a resemblance of who you are as an individual. And to make sure that when that card is being looked upon, it's looked upon knowing that it went through all the major authenticities to ensure that the documentation was there to prove who you are as an individual. Now, uh, as a lawyer, all lawyers are automatically notary publics here in the Mm -hmm. state of Ohio. And uh, whenever you notarize something, it's it's expected you're going to ask for a driver's license Mm -hmm. to take a look at that. Uh, you mentioned the photograph isn't going to be a true photo, but something like a sketch. No, it is an actual true photo. It's an actual picture mm-hmm. of you, but it's made of sketching. So if you look at it, you really cannot tell the difference between a photo and the actual picture, but it's not a picture. It's actual small dots 
they have put it together. All right, but you'll at least be able to make out who it is. Correct. And uh, okay, so we could still check ID cards yes. or check driver's licenses. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Uh, now, to get the new license um, and recertify, I think you mentioned we have to mm-hmm. recertify everyone. What what all documentation does someone need to bring to the uh, BMV office to get a new license? There's a lot that needs to be brought in. So let's kind of take a step back and kind of understand the timeline and the timeline involved with it. Uh, first off, none of this takes place until after October of 2020. So prior to 2020, you could still have your normal uh, standard driver's license or you could still have your compliant license if you decide to go ahead and get one. And all that does is it allows you the opportunity to aboard an airplane with uh, your normal driver's license or go into a federal building uh, with your normal driver's license. After 2020, in the month of October, everything changes. And what that means to our public is the fact that you no longer could use your standard driver's licenses or any licenses that was issued prior to 2018, I believe July 2nd of 2018, will no longer be used to either aboard an airplane or to even enter a federal building. Uh, So that's a key item to understand. Now, if you do have a passport, you can use your passport instead of your, your, your standard driver's license. But if you choose not to always carry your passport, uh, whether to go to a federal building or whether to fly domestically on an airplane, uh, then after October of 2020, you will need to have the federal compliant driver's license. Now, you brought up a great question, and that was earlier you mentioned what documentations, what steps you need, what requirements you need to have in order to obtain a compliant driver's license. And that's the key part. There's a lot of documentations needed, and I'll kind of take it through both on the uh, male side and female side. But everything begins at the time of birth. And what I mean by the time of birth, everything is based off your birth certificate. So for a male, if you're born, you have your birth certificate. And then from your birth certificate, you have your Social Security card. You want to make sure that both of those documents match. If they do match, The next step is that you need to provide two forms of documentation that prove your address, where you live. And if you have those four documents, then you could go ahead and proceed to apply for a compliant driver's license. These would be like utility bills or credit card bills that come into your house? Yes, it's utility bills, credit card bills, but the key item is that it must have your name on it. Mm-hmm. You could have your, your, your spouse's name, you could have your, uh, your kid's name attached to it, but you need to have your name on it as well. Can you use a passport uh, for identification, for, yeah. for getting your new license? Yes, you can. Now, let's say, for example, you do not have your birth certificate, but you have a valid passport. As long as you have a valid passport that matches your Social Security card and two forms of uh, proof of address, mm-hmm. you could use your passport in lieu of your certified birth certificate. Now, for older people uh, who are on Medicare, uh, can they use their Medicare number or do they have to get something with their social on it? Because a lot of things don't have socials right. on it anymore. You have to have your full Social Security number in order to uh, apply for the compliant license. 
if you do not have the full Social Security number, then odds are you're going to have to apply for the standard until you have that full Social Security number. Uh, there are other documentation you can use, and it's usually done by a case-by-case basis. Mm-hmm. But one example might be would be a, a W-2 form. You know, W-2 may have the full Social Security number on it. Or uh, a tax return uh, may have your full Social Security number on it. Uh, but that's something we'll look at case-by-case to ensure wow. that it meets all the requirements that we're looking for. And, and I say that because I'm not sure I could find my Social Security card from like 19-something <laughs> so many years ago. <laughs> Uh, so something like a tax form or something that would have your name and your social security number on it would do as well. Correct. And are, are they making these um, cards now? Uh, for example, if I went in today, let's say I had to renew my license and mm-hmm. it's 2019, um, would I be getting the new card? Would I be required to bring in the additional documentation now? Or I don't have to do that yet? No, usually what you have the choice as of right now uh usually look upon your renewal time frame what i always say to our customers if you have a valid passport and your license doesn't expire till maybe 2022 there's mm-hmm. no rush to get everything done because you can use your passport to enter a federal building or aboard an airplane to fly domestically or internationally with your passport however if you want to get this done and have a peace of mind you could Start the process relatively early. Start it now. But the key part is that you must have all the documentations. Uh, but if you don't have all the documentation, it does give you time to go ahead and seek out and reach out to the Social Security Administration to get a copy of your Social Security card or go to your local uh, uh, municipality to get a copy of your birth certificate or give time for you to gather the proof of residence uh, with your utility bills or any other type of documentations you have. And the key item with the utility bills is that it must be current. You can't have a utility bill that's two years old or one years old because things change. Uh, You may move or you may have a different location. So we need to have something relatively current. Now, uh, when you're issuing driver's licenses now Mm -hmm. in in 2019, are you issuing both types depending on the documentation or is there one standard form of license everyone's going to get? You will have the option of having one or the other. The option is up to you as a citizen and as a, a person coming in to ch- decide if you want the standard or the compliant. And the same will be hold true after 2020 in October. You still will have the option of doing one or the other. The difference... Well, hold on to that thought on okay. the difference. We're going to take a short break. We're talking to Aldo Filippelli, who's a deputy registrar for the Ohio Bureau of Motor Vehicles in North Royalton, Ohio. And uh, we're talking about the new driver's license requirements that we all need to know about if you want to drive a car in Ohio. We're going to take a short break. You're listening to Nick Phillips on WHK, The Advocate. We'll be back after these words. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. 
This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips and Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips and Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. Welcome back, Cleveland. I Phillips with you with our final segment of The Advocate for tonight. Tonight we're talking about Ohio driver's licenses, the changes in the license, and what you need to do to get one. And we're talking to North Royalton's Deputy Registrar with the Bureau of Motor Vehicles, Aldo Filippelli. Aldo, again, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Nick, it's a pleasure being here. And again, thank you very much for this show. It's very important to get this information out to our community, and I appreciate your willingness to, to share this information to everybody. Well, no, thank you so much for being here. Uh, and I appreciate the comments, of course. Uh with uh, driver's licenses, everyone listening pretty much is uh, going to have to get one of these driver's licenses. Just before the break, we were talking about uh, the, the different types of things mm-hmm. that will be on the two different licenses. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and finish. One of the things that we were talking about prior to our, to our break was in regards to type of documentations needed to have your driver's license and really the importance of having the, the right documentation in order to get either a compliant license or a standard license. And the key part of requirements that we're looking for to apply for a compliant license, and this is really the key part, is that you must have your full legal name. Uh, that's a very important item to have, as well as the date of birth, your social security number, and then two proofs of Ohio residencies or proof of residency. Well, when full, full legal name, does that Full legal name. Middle initial enough, or you have to have your full middle name? Full legal name that matches your, your birth certificate. Or so that would be the middle name. The middle name, one. correct. And then women who are married? Well, that's the other option I yeah. wanted to, to get into and talk a little bit about, because that's one of the biggest questions that we get day in and day out is in regards to our female counterparts. Uh, with their situations a lot different. Uh, the hard part with females is that you go from the start of birth, which is their, their birth certificate, and then in time, either they get married or have a change of name or have some type of situation that changes their name. And so they're supposed to inform Social Security Office of those changes and change it. But what happens from there is that when they come to our agency to apply for the compliant license, they may bring their, their birth certificate they have their social security card and they have two proofs of residence. But the issue comes into this is that the social security card has been changed, but the birth certificate still has their previous name. And so now we need the document that shows what caused from one change to the other change. And that could be either a marriage certificate, could be maybe a divorce, or even a petition through the courts of a name change. But we need to show the difference between the two. And there's been many scenarios where we have a situation where a person was married, uh, then divorced, then remarried. You still have to have all the connections, all the documentations there to connect each and every one. Mm-hmm. So in law, we would call that a chain of evidence. Correct. And you're going to have to, uh, so if you were divorced two or three times, you're going to have to have all those divorce records to show what your current name is and walk you through how you've gotten from your birth name to your current name. Yes. 
That sounds like that's going to take a lot of time. Do people schedule appointments to come in to do this, or they just wait in line? <laughs> no, right now they come in line and, and pick a number and wait. Mm-hmm. One of the exciting things that we're piloting in the state of Ohio is a new queuing system. And this queuing system will allow you to stand in line by going through your telephone apps. Uh, it's something that's we're piloting right now. It's being worked on. And we're hoping that this may be the answer of coming to an agency and not waiting a long time in at the agency and allowing you the opportunity to do other things while we have your name in line. Oh, my. So, so it's something brand new that we're working on. We just announced it yeah. last week. When, when will that be available? Well, we have it at... I would say I think six different agencies right now. Mm-hmm. We're piling in it, seeing how it works, understanding the process of it. If things work well, hopefully within the year. But again, please understand this is only a pilot. A pilot test. A pilot test right now. Well, how it would work would be, uh, I'm thinking out loud here, but uh, you'd get a uh, an app on your smartphone, mm-hmm. and uh, you could get in line virtually uh, on your iPhone, wherever you are, and will that give you a countdown in minutes as to when you might be ready? or Just to understand the way the pilot works and kind of give you a little background, and you're pretty much on the right path, Nick, is the fact that you will have an app on your iPhone. And on mm-hmm. the iPhone, you have a chance to say, well, here's the agency I want to go to. It gives you the wait time at that agency, and then click, boom. And then at that time frame, you put yourself in line. Now, you have a four-hour window to attend that agency. Mm -hmm. Once you walk into that agency, there should be some type of kiosk or some type of pad there. You go to that pad and register stuff into that pad saying that you're now here. Once you're here, it then will put you right in line. You may be the third person in line. You may be the fourth person in line. I don't know exactly where they're going to put you in that line, but you're relatively right up front. But you're not going to be involved with waiting uh, one of 20 people or 30 Correct. Yeah, well, that, that's good. So hopefully there'll be an explanation so the people who registered on their smartphone will be able to walk up to the front of the line without getting dirty looks, I would think. So. Well, we hope so. Uh, again, Sounds this is good a, for us who do that stuff. Right. This is just a pilot, and we're working through the pilot. It's a great tool, great technology tool. We, we're very, very excited about the opportunities with it. We're also very excited about the convenience it will give to mm-hmm. our customers uh, for the state of Ohio, and it's something that we're trying to really make a difference. We understand there's a wait time. We appreciate your willingness to understand the situation, and as you mentioned beforehand, Nick, there are a lot of documentation that we have to go through now to certify that's who you are for your compliant license. In addition to that, the customer has to fill, fill out a documentation writing down their name, their information, and all their vital information about Mm -hmm. themselves. Mm -hmm. So that does take time as well. So prior to the complying license, it usually would take on an average five to six minutes to renew a driver's license. Now with this new standard, it could take anywhere between 20 to 25 minutes to renew one driver's license or Mm -hmm. to apply for Mm -hmm. a compliant license. And we are sensitive to that, and many of the agencies are trying to find steps to uh, really expedite that type of service, and they're doing a great job in doing that. But we are using technology, repository technology, to really find ways to better service you and to, to, and to provide you a better experience at all the agencies. For people who aren't planning on traveling on airplanes or going out of the country or anything, um, I, I'm sure if they're listening, they don't do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They're thinking, why do they have to get a um, compliant 
driver's license. Uh, there, there's still not going to be any option. Everybody's going to have to have this. Right? Well, you still have the option, and that's a great question. Even after even October after, 20? Even after October 2020, you still mm-hmm. have the option to have the standard and the compliant. The only difference is after 2020, if they want to attend a federal building, they must have some type of documentation that was issued by the federal government, whether it's your passport or passport. A pass card, mm-hmm. uh, you need to have one of those seat documents in order to enter. So a compliant Ohio driver's license issued by the state of Ohio would still qualify as a federal identification to enter, if it's compliant. Yeah, to enter the building into a boarding airplane. Otherwise, if you have a, a, a passport and you're not doing any flying and you're not looking to go into a federal building, technically you really don't need Okay. To apply for a compliant now, license. Now just a, a family question, you know, mm-hmm. uh, people who don't go flying on airplanes uh, around the place, if they're uh, going up to Niagara Falls, Canada, uh, will the compliant license get them across the border back and forth? You still need a passport. Oh, even for that, okay. You still so, need the passport. So this is restricted to just airplanes as a requirement for that and a 9-11 type follow-up. Correct. Well, is, we have a couple minutes to go. Anything else coming up in the future? This besides, this is pretty dramatic. This is the biggest change we've seen in 25 years. This is a major change. In addition to the driver's license, in the past, we used to issue the license right on the spot. Mm-hmm. The difference now is that you're going to receive an interim documentation that has your picture and information on it and receive back your old driver's license. Uh, and then within the next 21 days, you receive your new compliant license that's mailed to you. And that's why it's extremely important to have the proof of residence because that's where your documentation and that's where your credential will be mailed to you. Uh, so in the meantime, you could still use the interim document and your current uh, driver's license given back to you as a form of identification. But please understand that you're receiving your new credential through the mail and that envelope is just a normal standard envelope. So sometimes people oh tend to <laughs> say, you know, junk this might mail. be junk mail and <laughs> throw it away. Be yeah. cognizant of it, and please check it your mail. It will have the return address, won't it? it? It may not. Oh, my. It may not. Be careful. Correct. Well, Aldo Filippelli, Deputy Registrar, State of Ohio, Bureau of Motor Vehicles. That's a long title. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for explaining this to us. And uh, if you want to listen to Aldo again, you can go on whkradio.com and listen to the podcast. And uh, you can hear the story, uh, what to do with your driver's license all over again. So, Aldo, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Nick, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for what you do. You really, truly make a difference. You do a great job educating the public, and we're very, very honored to have you in our community. So thank you for your excellent work. My goodness. And I have to say, I haven't paid you a penny for that, right? (laughs) Thank you so much. No comment. (laughs) No comment. Thank you. And thank you for listening tonight. We'll be back next week, same time, same station. So between now and then, have a great week. Good night. And I sat and watched the Zanzibar sunset Sat and drank my fresh mint tea With nothing to do until morning And only my mind for company Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.